Lucy. This is Laura. This is Melanie. And welcome to Teacher Sauce. Essential question of the day is what is your why? What is your why behind teaching? Is the question behind yeah. What is your why behind teaching? Thank you for the clarification. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of things I do. I don't know why I do them. Um, well, I think that's important as we dig into starting our work here at um, Awaken Accelerate and on the Teacher's Sauce podcast is really trying to figure out um, that leverage behind what a teacher does because it's a lot of work and it's it's all consuming. I, I shouldn't say teacher, I should say educator. It's a lot of work. It's all consuming. You put your heart, your soul, everything you have into it. Um, how do you sustain that? Um, and often that answer is because it's important or whatever that why may be. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. So like, for example, my why has changed over the years, you know, like my daughter, um, she's only six and she says to me, we were at a teacher, a teacher, a mother daughter trip to target where we go quite frequently. And she (laughs) says to me, um, mom, it's so cool. You're a teacher. I want to be a teacher just like you. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You don't even, you have no idea why you think. Can't you see me in the mirror? fast forward to like an hour later and she's screaming she hates me but whatever she's like I want to be a teacher just like you um why did you become a teacher and it stumped me because it's that's completely evolved over time right when you started it was different yeah so like when I was 16 Mm -hmm. and broke as a joke uh they're like hey did you know you could go to college for free just by going into special education I was like get the hell out of here right right you know like uh this this little girl living in a dilapidated farmhouse can actually go to college for free. And I wanted to go um, to a university that was a little bit more high end. So I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. It had nothing to do with saving the world at that point. Right. You know what I mean? Um, now, if you ask me my why 16 years later, it would be completely, completely different. So like, what was your why when you first got into it? Um, I would say I always loved kids. And that may have bit me in the butt as I was an educator, too, because I'm like, oh, guys, oh, can we just uh, hang out? Um." (laughs) You didn't want to do the teaching part. You wanted to do the hangout part. Right. The teaching part of it was a learning curve. I had to continue every year, which obviously everyone does. But I literally just want to hang out with kids. So that was my why. Yeah. Um, Then I got into it. I realized every year something new gets brought to you. And so that's kind of where this is a purposeful, essential question to me, too, because it changed. And then I questioned myself, questioned why I was in it. Um, and then I just kept reminding myself, like, I know it's not so cliche, but I really was just here for the kids. Right. I remember um, yeah. doing shadowing. Yep. Okay. I'm using my parentheses in my hand. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shadowing. Um, when you're in high school and you're trying to figure out what you want to do. And I do remember, I still like so vividly remember my first experience in a classroom with kids with significant disabilities and feeling like it was a glove. It just Mm. fit. You know what I mean? And I always felt like the underdog, you know, I just always felt like I had something to prove. Okay. And I could relate because I felt like they did too. I felt like they were underestimated. I felt like people didn't really understand their full potentiality and I was going to give them the voice. Like I was going to fight the fight because you know, I'm that, like, that's my personality. I'm a fighter. So here I am. I'm Your college professor was probably th- like, yep, we do want this. you. That's so exactly I went it. into, like, significant needs was my first, it was my bae. And I loved it. I was, like, hardcore advocate for people with significant disabilities. And then I got into, like, full inclusion. That was my thing. 
And then it dove from that into I got my first job in a full inclusive school as an inclusion facilitator. Let's rock and roll. I'm going to save the world. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. So our computers um, fell asleep, but we got this. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm kind engrossed. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, and then I got into a full inclusion district and then they changed the license, like the licensing, if you will. Well, okay. it became a license as um, a kid said with certificates. Like you have to teach kids how to read. I'm like, I don't know how to teach kids how to read. <laughs> okay. That's what I felt like too. I thought, I know we talked about this in my learning of how to be a teacher, but what? Yeah. Like it's, and, and that's beautiful. That was beautiful about it. Cause that was a challenging piece, but. But I found that early in my career, I just picked the teachers that you knew were rock stars and I just, I like modeled them. I, okay. I did everything they did. I want their voice, their tone, their yeah. character. If they could carry themselves, like I wanted to emulate that. So I got into that and I was like, I need to know what I don't know. So I already kind of had behavior nailed. I had like that significant needs, the interdisciplinary stuff. Oh, okay, that's easy. But like, how do I do curriculum? So I went back to school to figure that piece out. And like that became my why. Lesson designs. I want kids to actually be fucking engaged in what they're doing. I want this to be like authentic learning and all that stuff. Got wrapped up in that world. And then like I head on over to the middle school after 10 years of the elementary. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to co-teach. I'm going to bring these like gen ed lessons to a new level, like universal design. It was like so cool at the time. Um, And then that was my why. And then I got like this group of students with, emotional needs that was so significant it just knocked me on my ever-loving derriere and I'm like I okay that's didn't see this coming um yeah and so my my principal who is just um he's a man who says go I'll take the hurdles away and you you go so he said if you think something better needs to happen make it happen and he put his faith in me and I put my faith in someone who's smarter than me because that's what you should do (laughs) Uh, and found a beautiful colleague to partner with me to create this program for kids with emotional disabilities. That was inclusive uh, at a middle school level. And that um, that just, I was like reborn after that. It just tore oh my, my soul apart and rebuilt it. Yes. Yeah. And taught you so much. Taught me so much. So then I like, I like dove into that whole like awareness piece and who I was because I had to explore all these resources and all these different things for my students. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be like a poser. So like if I'm going to say that something is good for your mental health, then I'm going to do it. Yes. So I think that's a good point too. Like you kind of forget what's my role. Like what's my image? And then you're like, well, I'm here for the kids. I don't know. You know, it really isn't about me. You no. know, oh, but then it kind of is. Well, yeah. Like, how are you going to? Like life is a mirror, right? What you give, you get. And so like yeah. I wasn't going to just say do better. Yeah. Just, just do better. Like that's not enough. Right. How am I personally doing better? I have to give you tools. <laughs> totally. And I have to be comfortable enough with those tools that I can relate. Yeah. I remember doing mindfulness with a group of kids. Um, and it was funny. We took them to our, like, we have like a crisis room where you can go when you're feeling out of control. And so mm-hmm. we took them in there and we were just, we we're going to practice sitting and kind of like meditating, getting yourself together um, while they were calm. Because you should always practice something while you're calm. Because, well, your brain shuts down when you're in crisis. So practice while you're calm. So whatever. So we're in this room and I watched uh, the four kids I was with, two dug it. One was like questionable. And the fourth was so uncomfortable with the silence. I just, he was crawling out of his skin. It was the longest, like three minutes of his life. Just turn it off. Like I just feel so uncomfortable. And I remember feeling 
some I, like some of that feeling myself along with you it. know what I mean mm-hmm. so then I can say like I get it you know you might be feeling this or I can front load it with I'm going to give you this strategy and it seems silly or whatever or I notice it's helpful when you do it at this time or I notice it's helpful if you try it this way and so like I could kind of not not that my way is the right way but at least I've lived it or tried it right. enough to know to know that it helps you yeah that it's helpful or not you know, that, that, that you can pick and kind of choose what, what works for you. So then that became my why. Like, that was the most, that was the most beautiful yet most painful experience of my life. I got very close with families and moms and yeah. grandparents who just. Who were also in the grind. They're suffering. Mm-hmm. The kids are suffering. And so you kind of get to a point where you're like, something's got to give for everybody. You know, so I had a grandmother approach me and she said, you know, the stuff you teach, I need it. It'd be great for me. And I was like, duh. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Because I'm using it, right? Like that, that was me. Like I felt like I. The epitome though of education, right? What we do here, we want to practice at home. Sure. I was employing all these strategies because, because I thought they were helpful for me. So why wouldn't parents or other educators or whatever, whatever need them? So then that became my new why. Like. You can only control yourself. Every educator, when they step in that door, can only, only really control what they put out and how they respond, right? Like the 90 mm-hmm. 10, right? Yeah. The Lou Holtz, like life is, oh my gosh, yeah, life is only 10% of what happens to you, 90% is how, how you respond. You is that yeah, how, how you that? react to it, of course. Um, so if I could get people to kind of ground themselves and get whole, then we'll create better classrooms. Yeah, I think so, too. And we'll create better interactions with families because ultimately it is a village and our communities need the help, too. Right. And I think what you were saying, too, when you branch out to not just those kids in your classroom, you realize a bigger purpose. Right. Like I'm going to create and instill these concepts in their families so that when they're out of my room, out of my year, they're still continuing on. And that's like your that's I guess that's why my why, too. Like what impact am I going to make? Sure. Well, they think of you later. You know, you're kind of sure. like, oh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, well, what what am I leaving with them? And right. so that's our why. That's our why. And now, and now as a mom, you know, I've got, yeah. I've got a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Like, eventually, they're going to be in the middle school level, and I'm going to be questioning, like, so what happened today? Was it similar to what I experienced? Who's vaping in the bathroom or whatever. <laughs> no, I'm of course. Real but that becomes my why, because even if my kids are centered, they're going to be presented with a vast amount of peers who've yeah. experienced adolescent trauma, who are not in a good place and providing them unhealthy experiences. And they're going to have to know how to keep themselves centered. Right. I think that's a good point too. Like that why also extends to your personal life because it has to, if, if it just stops at your, your school building, that's like not the life that as an educator should live. Right. Like we are full educators, parenting, grocery shopping, you know I mean, even though I've kind of stepped out of the, I have stepped out of the classroom, um, I noticed that I still use my techniques. I'm like, oh my gosh, they labeled me as a teacher. Yesterday yeah. I filled out a name tag and she's like, are you a teacher? <laughs> like, how can you tell? Yes, I am. Would you so like just Pinterest your... Uh... I mean, yeah, I spiced it up a little bit. I used color. <laughs> it's no big deal. Okay. <laughs> Nobody else used that, but I saw some smiley faces on names. You put so I thought, names. yeah, I know, oh. you know. I just thought, oh, like th- this was the why. And so I'm going to continue to spread. You know, I started with because I was like, oh, I want to hang out with kids. I think they're cool. I think it's fun. Yeah. They're very vulnerable. They don't even know it. Um, 
And so I want. Did to you keep think it was going to be easy? Uh, yeah, I thought teaching was going to be easy. I mean, I yeah. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, of course. Look at how much time we have off. Oh my god. Yeah, you get your summers off, right? Yeah. You're like, this is going to be a piece of cake. And then now that I'm in the real world, I realize that people have ten weeks off <laughs> as a business person. <laughs> But they could just take but it in the summer, so I don't really <laughs> get it. <laughs> um, no, we were I duped. We were duped. And so, because I thought it was easy, then you get into it. You either are in the same grade level for years, you switch buildings like you did, and you get another just like whack in the face, like, holy moly, it's very different. Yeah. You always should go back to your why. Yeah. And let it evolve, you know, in that positive sense of self-growing, growing with your community kind of thing. I think that, yeah, the tenants are, are the same that run, kind of run through it. You know, your yeah. why is you love kids, right? Yeah. Um, you want to f- help the underdog. You want to fight yeah. the adversity that our kids will no doubt face in their in their time. Yeah. Both as children and as adults. But um, like you say, it does evolve in its complexity and it does involve, like evolve in its intensity. I think yeah. for me, it's become more intense because the stakes are higher for me. Maybe that could be correlational with the fact that I have two kids that are are getting up, you know, getting up there in age. Yeah. So I wonder if that's magnifying it a little bit. You're gearing up. So hit me back in 10 years and see if I feel, although I'm, I'm freaking intense about what I'm going to eat for breakfast. Like I'm intense about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good. I'm going to make that coffee like with a hundred percent certainty that it's going to be so good. Delicious. (laughs) The perfect temperature. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Restart. Uh, so yeah, so that, I guess that kind of concludes us for today and we're going to bring us yeah. more on. So the purpose to following through is uh, awakenaccelerate.com. There's access to online coaching. There's um, their email. Everything is on there. Um, certainly just want to want to be a part of everyone's journey to get yeah. through the long days. And continue to help you guys. Yeah. So cheers, my friend. So here's to that. Cheers. cheers to that. Next time. Pink. Then click that. Woo-hoo. Later.